Welcome to our podcast. Our what? Our podcast. The Mesa Public Schools Special Education Speditorial Podcast. This will be like reading a newspaper, but you're not reading a newspaper because you're just listening. Listening to you drop some jokes and drop some knowledge. This will be entertainment for your ears. Now, how was that for an intro? Nailed it. Good morning and welcome to this Speditorial Podcast with your hosts... Justin Ashley and Dania Forte. I feel like it's been years. It's been a long time, yeah. I feel like we haven't recorded in since 1985. Well, I wasn't born yet. So. Oh, I was. It was a good year. How does it feel to be old? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, well, drop that. That's okay, right? Okay, whoopsie. Okay, just drop <laughs> um, sorry about that. I hope everyone had a great holiday break. Mm -hmm. I definitely could have used one more week, even after my trip, because. Truth be told, I got bronchitis when I came back. Where did you go again? Aruba. <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> it was nice. I was nice and tan. As I was dog-sitting for you? As she was dog-sitting my baby girl, oh, Lucifer. Which was... Just kidding, her name's not Lucifer, it's Lucy. Lucy, but. she's the sweetest. <laughs> I also have to say, my husband is not a dog person. It's like his one flaw, because I think he's incredible. But I'm a, like, I'm a big dog person. And he's obsessed with Lucy. And like, she sent me a video of... Um, him trying to take her for a walk. So he was like walking in in this video. He goes, you want to go for a walk? And like and she, she like lost, lost her mind. And he'll still talk about her like, okay, this is off top, again, off topic always. Yep. But um, one of my friends was dog sitting and she was like, I can't come over because the dog got into chocolate. And so I have to watch her. And Ken goes, Lucy would never. Would never. <laughs> I was like, you don't know that. Although but. I have been reading... Um, Spare the Harry. Oh um, yeah, I want to read that. Prince Harry's book. Yes. Um, and I have a little. It was my airplane ticket yeah. as my bookmark. Yeah. And she chewed and nibbled the little side of the, which was fine. It was just a air, old airplane ticket, ticket. But I looked yeah. at her. I'm like, what's this? And she like cowered. I'm <laughs> like, did you mess with this book? <laughs> <laughs> this is Prince Harry's this book. This is Prince Harry's book. <laughs> it's actually it's really good. I can't wait to read it. Yeah, it's really but anyway, great. hope everyone had a great break. It was too short for me too, even mm -hmm. though I didn't leave the state or vacation, but it was so nice to turn off my brain for that amount of time. Yeah, and most so. of you turned off your brain as well because I didn't Should get have, yeah. many emails. Just a few here and there, but like, it's fine. I'll let it slide. Good. Um, let's get into it. I just have a few reminders uh, first, and then I'm going to get into some shout outs. Okay. Closeout dates. We talked about this last month. That is May 12th, meaning most of our documentation should be finalized by May 12th. That goes for METs and IEPs. We both do realize that it's a soft deadline. So if you have a student that's enrolling or a transfer student or a preschool uh, to kinder type of transition type kiddo. Or an initial that came out of nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. We understand that all you have to do is one thing, and that's just communicate with Danya, myself, or if it's secondary, Nathan just mm -hmm. so that we don't bombard you with emails saying, hey, why isn't this finalized yet? Yeah. That's it, simple, just communication. And then next is the electronic signatures that we turned on <laughs> this month. <laughs> I, I, I Didn't realize I, it'd be this controversial <laughs> I, yes. when you guys did it. Also, like, I thought everyone would read um, Why would the you? news feed, but I guess like just they just see it's open and they're like, oh, fun. And then they just don't read the news feed, which is the whole point is to read on how to utilize the electronic I signatures. think that something new can be confusing. I mean, sure, but then why wouldn't we just call and ask? 
excellent question. Let's marinate in that first. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's marinate, marinate in mm, it. like chicken. Uh -huh. uh, so electronic signatures. They are for remote meetings only. Remote means on all Zoom. of the participants on are on meets. Zoom. Everyone Google meets WebEx. Yeah. If you're meeting in person, you do not use this function. Because if you're in person, you should have a pen in hand and signing. This is how Justin signs things. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> now, I did give purview for our related service providers. Reminder, related service providers are SLPs, OTs, PTs. Could be a school nurse. Could be um, adapted PE. Adapted PE. Mm -hmm. If they are uh, attending the meeting remotely and they're able to sign the day of, you can make sure you send them th that uh, electronic signature request. Mm -hmm. It also says in the directions that because you can only use it that day, you have to turn that function off. Because if you do not turn the function off, mm -hmm. participants can sign whenever, then which that calls into question the compliance to the service, service dates. Excuse right. me. So if it's an IEP and you have an IEP today, it's January 24th, you use that function today. But then, I don't know, the SLP signs on the 26th. But the service, the services start the 25th. Mm -hmm. We're already a day out of compliance. Right. So you need to be cautious mm -hmm. of doing that. If you cannot handle doing that, do not use the electronic signature function at all. This has been the bane of my existence for the past like week and a half, two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of questions have come in. I appreciate the questions, but you're asking the questions after the fact. Yep. Yeah, so ask the questions beforehand. Yes. It tracks, it date stamps your signature, which it, is why it has to be the day of. Also, some questions that have been coming in through the psych chat is like, if everyone's in person and the parent participates of their own, you know, request online, do they do it? Just, you don't have to do that. Correct. You can write participated via WebEx or participated via phone. If everyone's in person, there's no reason to use the electronic signature. Have everyone signed just then. Um, yeah, it's really meant for entirely remote meetings. Correct. So, if you're listening to this message... And you don't want to give Justin Ashley a corner. <laughs> which might happen. <laughs> Push this information out for me. We're going to put out another news feed as a reminder because Heidi and Ashley have been slammed with these questions. Yeah. And their eyes are going to roll out of their head. Um, if we can't get this under control, I'm just going to turn the function off. I thought it would be a benefit to everybody in the district, but it turns out it's more of like a... Well, we've been getting hindrance. a lot of requests ever since... I mean, we're still in COVID, but, you know, ever since we kind of returned, if we could go sure. back to electronic signatures. So I think the intention was to make it easier, but then we're, it hasn't. Yeah, so, it hasn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll just go with that. So feel free to push this message out. There's going to be more news feeds coming. It will be in the newsletter as well. Switching gears, because you saw a little mean side of Justy. We're going to get into compliance. Just a little, es a little escalated. Just, a little, just a little like bit. a titch. Uh, we're going to get into some compliance shout outs. So for the month of December, we had quite a few schools um, that were in compliance. It's exciting. Really exciting. Mm -hmm. So I want to give a shout out to the psychs, the related service providers, the case managers, and all the teachers that made this happen for these schools. We had Bush, Carson, Crisman, Edison, Eisenhower, Falcon Hill, Field, all of the Franklins. So Good job, Laura Kasimova and team. Kasimova. Ah, 
Sorry. Yes, sorry, I always butcher your last name, forgive me. <laughs> uh, we have Guerrero, Holmes, Hughes, Irving, Ishikawa, Jefferson, Johnson, Keller, Lascendis, Lincoln, Lindbergh, MacArthur, Mesa Academy, Jordan, Mountain View again. So good job, Courtney Porter and team. And Fragapane, Emily Fragapane. And Fragapane, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Red Mountain Ranch, Redbird, Rhodes, Robson, Roosevelt, Sarine, Sousa, Stapley, Stevenson, Summit, Taylor, Washington, Westwood. Whoa, Westwood! Westwood, yep. Yay, that's Steve Feltz, Nate Cover, and, and Monica, Monica Goody. Gowdy, Goody. Gowdy. Again, we sorry, Monica. Your name, sorry. Let's see. But Rhodes was on there again, and um, Stapley, that's and Steve Reef. And, and Carson, Jill Coway. So, you guys. Yeah, good job. That's, killing I think it. This, is, this was the most of secondary schools. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, Whitman, Wilson, and Zahara. So kudos to everyone for the month of December. Mm -hmm. Now, <clears throat> kudos further, is we have nine schools that were in compliance for the entire semester. That means September, October, November, and December. What? Yes. So we have nine. So we have Chrisman. So Megan that's Creech. Megan Creech mm -hmm. and um, Jill Roberts and I think Deneen Ferguson and oh. Monica Massey. I'm super impressed by your ability to remember everyone on that team. I barely uh, know all the Sykes, uh, <laughs> so. I got them down to a team. <laughs> um, so them, Eisenhower, which is Casey, Casey Blount, Blount, and Jennifer Aguma, mm -hmm. I believe, and Brian Sally, I think, took over for when she was on maternity leave for the department chair. Okay. Jordan, so Laura Comley, Chris Rally, mm -hmm. Adam Esslinger, good job. Red Mountain Ranch, Larry Swain. Larry Swain, and that's incredible. Gibson, awesome. Uh, Redbird. Kelly, Kelly Donaldson, Donaldson and Tiffany Klug, Robson, Melissa, Melissa Budak, Budak and Daniel Ramos, Salk, Jimbo Stevens. Stevens. He's he gonna hates kill Jimbo. Me. He Don't hates, call him that. Jim actually, Stevens. If everyone can just email him Jimbo. He would love that. The can most. I just say something about him that's <laughs> yeah. super funny? Yeah. Jim is hilarious. He has the best sense of humor. He's like the person that you can that I know will make me laugh and when he were when he refers to me an email only an email because he knows i'll laugh he calls me supreme leader <laughs> and it always always makes me laugh. but it always always reminds me of coven american horror story oh it reminds me of star wars oh weird see how our brains are different yeah horror, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> horror and we said nerd. that at the same yeah, time uh, nerd <laughs> um so salk is stevens and um Andrea Becker and uh, Heather Rivera, so good job there. Mm -hmm. Washington, Susan Osmond, Susan Osmond and Gina Epp, and then Whitman, Annika, Annika Myatt. Myatt, and Kenzie Tanner. And I do want to give a big shout out to that team because Kenzie Tanner doesn't have a special ed background, and wow. she has been killing it. Good job. So kudos to those nine schools. You have a nice little certificate That's coming quite from the feat. yours truly. I'll probably make deliveries before... January, January is over. <laughs> Maybe not. Could be the first week in February. <laughs> but I will get to it today, I promise. So congratulations to those schools. Um, that's a tremendous um, endeavor yeah. that you did the first semester. That's incredible. <sighs> now we have some shout outs. Okay. Uh, Samantha Hagness, who um, with Becky Woolley put the AAC and AT guidance out. Mm -hmm. They are starting their version of the wellness challenge focusing on AAC next month. Nice. So this will be out in the newsletter, but she wanted me to give a little, uh, the, the verbiage that she put out to you so you can hear it from my mouth. And it says, do you have students who use augmented, oh Jesus, augmentative? Augmentative? <laughs> 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 
sorry. It's like elementary. We're really good at this. <laughs> we can read. And, and we're just going to sidestep that and alternative <laughs> communication in your classroom. Join us for a new type of wellness challenge that earns you points for talking in pictures. This is a great way to get teams actively, which is spelled A-A-C-T-I-V-E-L-Y, which is really cute, mm -hmm. supporting AAC use. Create a team of three or more members to join and you will be given daily challenges like modeling core Ooh. words and giving compliments that you can earn points. And the competition will run from um, February 6th to March 10th. And this will That's be going amazing. out on the next newsletter. So if you're curious and you know, want to know what that means, feel free to look at that newsletter or you can reach out to Samantha Hagness. I'm sure she'd be able to answer some of your questions. Mm -hmm. I have some shout outs. Yes. Okay, let's see if I remember them all. I want to give a shout out to Jen Lugo at Adams, who's been holding down the fort because mm -hmm. they've got a lot going on and I've stepped in to cover some meetings and she's so organized and so approachable. And I love that, um, you know, even when things are difficult, she's just always such a team player. So And she's, I know she has kids before, but she just, she has like, like a newborn. Yeah, so she is, like last year. I think it was in the um, like June or July yeah. or something. So she's, she's a rock star. Yeah. Love She's Jen. super, super woman. Yes. I also want to give a shout out to my bestie, Liz Ariano. Um, she and the other SLP, Christy Dunham at Lincoln, gave a presentation to Student University, um, which is like when parents are learning English. And so they come and take classes at Lincoln and then oh, they fun. can sit in with their kids. And she had a parent approach her about some concerns at for her high schooler. And so Liz um, did her due diligence to route her to the right person so that mom could get her questions mm. answered. So I'm really, A, I love Liz, but also she's just a person of integrity and I love that she takes such pride in her work and then I want to give a shout out to Cassie Elias because it's not oh. easy to come into a job midway through the year and I think she's done it with such grace and um, it's quite the learning curve to yeah, go. Yeah she's been learning a lot. <laughs> yeah and I can attest to that right like going from a school psych into like a district position it's world's Mm -hmm. different. It, there's so much overlap, but it's different. And so I think she's been doing an incredible job and I love working with her and I'm so glad we get to partner together. And uh, Carly, her department specialist, yes, Carly's has been awesome a too. good help for her too. Mm -hmm. We've been really collaborating, I think, the four of us just yeah. on like procedures and, and items happening in the district that um, mm -hmm. it's hard to kind of navigate through, especially as someone coming, jumping into a new position. And Carly was new to us too and she was new to Mesa, yeah. so I think they're both doing a great job. Yeah. Kudos, team. Yeah, shout outs to you. Appreciate you all. Do you want to get into those questions? Sure. Okay. I think they're pretty easy. I think yeah, we got this. I think we're um, good. So the first question we had, and it kind of, it was a head scratcher because I was a little confused. Like I thought it was a, a trick question, but it wasn't. It was, what's an IEP called without goals? And I thought it was going to be some sort of joke. because it just Not an that, IEP? Not an IEP. <laughs> uh, but an IEP without goals is a 504 plan. And a 504 plan mm -hmm. is basically an accommodation plan. It's just you have accommodations in place that the yep. student can access the general education curriculum. Which, can we talk a little bit more about that? Yes. I, sorry, I keep touching my mic. Um, <laughs> I feel like, you know, there's a lot of fear surrounding from parents maybe and sometimes educators about exiting students. Mm -hmm. But that is the goal, theoretically, is yes. to help a student progress so that we can exit them from special education because research shows we want them to be in gen ed. That's where the most robust learning occurs. Mm -hmm. There are students who will be in special education for their entire educational career, and that's okay. But if we don't have a need for services, if that student is able to progress with just accommodations, we owe it to that student to let them have that opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, so 
I know it can be nerve-wracking. I know and understand why parents would be fearful that their child might not do well without an IEP, but I do think if there's no goals, if we're saying, oh, they just need these accommodations, mm -hmm. then you need to discuss alternative options, which might Correct. be a 504. Yep, and then if by chance, and this is something that you could relate to the team in the message, if mm -hmm. there's something further down the line and the mm -hmm. student's struggling academically or behaviorally yeah. or something happened in their life that maybe is life-altering, we could always put them back into For a sure. special ed process if the data is present. Mm -hmm. um, so then this spirals to the next question, what's the difference between a 504 and an IEP? And I'm just gonna lean on Donnie just a little bit because mm -hmm. she specifically likes to talk about those three prongs and I think mm -hmm. the three prongs are really important to hear. So Donnie, what's the difference between a 504 and an IEP? Well, the primary difference is that a 504 doesn't include specialized instruction. So an IEP includes that SDI piece and we do have to say yes to the three prongs of eligibility, which are, does the student have a disability? Does the disability have an adverse um, effect on their educational performance? And do they require specialized instruction? So is it not correctable without specialized mm -hmm. instruction? So you might even say yes to the first two prongs. Like let's say a student has autism and their autism does impact their educational performance, but they don't require specialized instruction. If you don't have a yes to all three, that student doesn't qualify. So for those tricky cases, um, you know, I encourage psychologists and SLPs, whomever is the case manager of the MET, to make sure to go through the prongs because I think it does guide that conversation really well. But if they only need accommodations to be successful, that's not an IEP. And we really want to be careful about how we're qualifying students because we overqualify in MESA. But really, if you have, and we've used this example before, 15 minutes a month of check-in, that's not specially designed instruction. There's nothing specialized about that. That's an accommodation. And that can be housed in a 504. And some kids might not even need a 504. Mm -hmm. um, the argument is always that a lot of the things that they require are best practice. I agree. That doesn't mean that everyone always does them. And so it's really up to your team to decide do we really absolutely need these accommodations to be done in order for the student to progress? If so, maybe refer for a 504 eval, which mm -hmm. is different than a MET, a SPED yeah. eval. But if not, if really it's just bare minimum accommodations, maybe we give the student an opportunity to try being successful in gen ed without any support. Thanks. Yeah. That was pretty clear. Good. I like it. Thanks. <laughs> I didn't practice that, actually. Yeah. It was very... Eloquent. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, next question was, how should I trans? Uh, how should transportation be listed in the IEP? Mm. And I had to get some clarification as to what that meant. And if the student qualifies for specialized transportation, one, you should probably mention something in the PLAF. Mm. Put it somewhere that the student does qualify for that and explain the reason why they're qualifying for the specialized transportation. Two, when you list it in the related services section under the services tab, you put transportation, and that's going to be the transportation provider. And then you're going to have the frequency be um, per day. And we're doing the per day because um, Medicaid is tracking that because mm. we're currently in this open care plan yeah. um, that the state is pushing forward with, which we can get reimbursement from bus monitors or bus aides to document their time so that we can possibly get reimbursed for those minutes. So mm -hmm. it would just put more funding back into Mesa Public Schools. So we're switching with guidance just a little bit because it didn't really matter before if it was like per week, per month, or per year, or if it was quarterly. We're going to switch it to per day um, just for the mere fact that our Medicaid specialists, there's three, 
have to track that, and then they have to do the math if it's per day. I mean, I know we don't put in minutes, but now we're able to bill for those, so we're just going to That's great. Day. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, more funding for us. This has come up a lot, and I feel like I've touched on it every year. I think this is my third year doing the podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, third year. Um, and it's this myth of three, meaning what's reasonable um, to reach out to a parent to schedule meetings? I'm going to ask Danya a question. Danya, do you think it's reasonable to provide a parent with one meeting notice, but you call three times in that day? No. No, it's not. Now, it could be reasonable if I'm the special education teacher, Danya has, she's the teacher, but she has a child in my classroom. It might be reasonable for me to walk down to Danya's classroom and hand her the notice, physically give it to her and say, hey, we're having an IEP meeting on this day. Mm -hmm. If you can make it, awesome. If not, let me know and then we can reschedule. That might be reasonable for Danya. If you have a parent that you, you struggle to get a hold of mm -hmm. a lot, it might be more reasonable or appropriate to have upwards of six, seven, eight types of conversation or contacts with different modalities or platforms, yeah. meaning phone call, possibly text, using email. other platforms like Dojo, email, mm -hmm. um, however you communicate with Snail parents. mail. Snail mail, if you have to send it home to the, um, in the student's backpack, mm -hmm. if you have to do a certified letter to send mm -hmm. home, those are all different modalities. Mm -hmm. It can't just be the one day. It has to be right. scheduled over multiple days that you've tried to make an effort to contact the parent to participate in a meeting. So your example was like it had come up that somebody called in the, like there was a morning meeting, the parent didn't mm -hmm. show up. So they set a meeting for like the lunch hour and the parent didn't show up and then they set a meeting for after school. That's not fair. <laughs> a if parent the could parent, be working all yeah, day. Yeah. If the parent didn't get that communication, did you really make your best effort to involve them? Because I would say that legally, that would not hold up mm -hmm. in, a, in a court <laughs> that yeah. you attempted to involve them. Because we'd have to really explain what reasonable is. Now, reasonable mm -hmm. is not defined by law. So what's reasonable? So you could have someone that's working in your building mm -hmm. and the one time could be reasonable because you're interacting with that parent then and there. Mm -hmm. If you're struggling to make contact with parents or guardians or whomever to schedule these meetings, mm -hmm. you need to really like prolong it and contact multiple days, mm -hmm. not just the one yeah. at like various times throughout the day. Right. So if you have questions on that, please let me know. Um, the myth of three thing that never existed, so I don't know where that came from, and I feel like we've talked about that quite a few times. Yeah, but. that's been a myth forever, though, because that was a myth mm -hmm. in Utah. I also just want to say, um, so for reevaluations, you can hold meetings without parents if you've made every attempt possible and have scheduled multiple meetings that they've no-showed to. Parents can give you consent to hold meetings without them, in which point you would just document it. But let's say you're on your fourth meeting mm -hmm. that parents have, you've emailed, called, sent a certified letter, you've put it in the, in the student's backpack, and now four times after you do that for every meeting with separate meeting notices, the parent no-shows, you can move forward mm -hmm. with a meeting for a re-evaluation you cannot do that for an initial. So students who are found eligible, you can't start services or write an IEP or hold it without parent involvement because they have to sign section L for placement. Correct. So initials, unfortunately, you're at the mercy of the parent until they're able to be involved. Mm -hmm. um, and just to piggyback off that, there mm -hmm. should be a meeting notice for each time that you try to schedule a meeting and it mm -hmm. should be documented in Synergy mm -hmm. on the student contact log. 
There's yes. a lot of cases right now where it's not and we have no evidence that you even tried for both. Like yeah. every time you contact a parent or want to schedule a meeting, a meeting notice can go out and you can create as many meeting notices as you can mm -hmm. in Synergy. There's not a limit. There's not a limit. There's yeah. not a maximum. And I think as a district person, like it's hard when um, I have a parent that's like, no one has called me. And I know that the team has. And so I'll look in the student contact log because I want to be able to speak to that and it's blank. And mm -hmm. so people who aren't documenting, it's really hard for us to make a case to support you if right. that's that documentation isn't there. So get used to putting that in the mm -hmm. student contact log. Yeah. Please. And Please. then the last one, which we kind of just found out yesterday, so I wanted to put this out out there so everyone kind of knows. Um, and this is a, just a specific case that we had, and it had, a, it had to do with a student that transferred in, um, mm. and they were in the middle of the evaluation in another school district and then came to us. Right. So the question was, do we have to abide by the original parent consent date to get further, yeah, mm -hmm. to get the further testing? And the answer is no for re-evaluations only. And to give more context, so yes. they transferred in and they were already past the 60-day timeline when they transferred in. So the conversation I was having was, do we grant a 30-day extension? Are we just out of compliance and we'll finish it as soon as we can? Um, so you talked to Casey King, mm -hmm. who's our district legal advisor, mm -hmm. counsel. Mm -hmm. um, Shout out to Casey, we love her. We love Casey. And <laughs> we love Casey. And she said that, no, we don't abide by it. Um, and there I is, reached yeah. out to the, sorry, to the lead psych in Florence, cause I was like, she's one of my friends. So I was like, can you, what, what would you do? And she's like, you're not bound to that either. She told me the same thing. Casey did say to expedite it a little bit if possible, but like we, we wouldn't have to abide by that 60 day timeline. Right. Now, if it's an initial. Yeah that's where we're on the hook where we have to try our best to get in there. Obviously, if it was the case that we had yesterday where it was just at the 60-day mark, obviously we're going to probably want to do a prior written notice for mm -hmm. and just explain to the parents the reason why it went out of compliance. Yeah. Hopefully the parents lenient with that because right. it's coming from a different district. And if you think about it, trying to get the, the records from the other district mm -hmm. can take some time depending on where they're coming from. Yeah. Arizona law is within five days. That doesn't always happen. That doesn't always happen. I think in due process, if you documented in a PWN that the student transferred in with like when they transferred in, when you received records, when you mm -hmm. were informed, like what are they going to do? If a right. student transfers in on what day is today, the 24th, mm -hmm. and it's due tomorrow, we're not conducting a comprehensive evaluation yeah. in 24 hours. So no it's reasonable to be out of compliance yeah. at that point. So if you have like tricky situations like that, mm -hmm. just contact me or Danya mm -hmm. and we'll help you navigate through those questions. Yeah, if we don't know the answer ourselves, we'll figure we'll it find, out. We'll mm -hmm. find it. We will find it. Will and find then we learn right. something. Mm -hmm. So I learned Good that minute. yesterday. So I learned something. I've been me learning too. a lot this year. Me too. I don't know if it's just because I'm now helping you with psych, psych stuff. So well, I'm like, I think hmm. this year is like the year of like one-offs, like situations that you've never had before. And psychs ask me questions and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I've never had that happen. This is my 11th year in the profession and that's a new one. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So we have okay. a question that we're going to ask for next time we come back and then whoever's in my inbox, we'll do the fourth person in my inbox with the correct answer. We'll get this prize. And if you're listening to this podcast, you should already know the answer to this question because it has to do with electronic signatures. <laughs> One is Justin's a, trigger it's, it's, word. It's my trigger word. <laughs> it's a two-parter question. 
So the first part is, what date did we send out the news feed regarding electronic signatures? Because okay. I want to know if you're actually reading what we're putting out. Because I felt my eye. You, because I, saw I it. knew you were annoyed. Yeah. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> it was on your behalf. Uh, and then the second part is, when can you utilize the electronic signature function? Which one dun, is dun, in dun. the newsfeed, and, and two, two, I said it earlier in, in the, the podcast. podcast. Yeah. So this should be an easy question for someone to get this small little prize just for listening to the podcast. Yeah, I hope I'm here next month for the next one. Oh. We'll see. She better be. You better stay in there. Stay in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's all we have today for the podcast, but if you could please subscribe um, through Apple iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, we'd appreciate it. Yeah. And then before sounding off, remember, be kind, care for others, speak and act respectfully, remain calm, which I feel like we need to practice a little bit more. January has been a month, let me tell you. I feel it's like been it's been month. like five months in the month of January. When I was driving home yesterday, I just turned the radio off and I was like, I think I need some silent time. Sometimes that's <laughs> just nice, just home in silence. silent time. It makes me understand when my mom used to ask if I could stop asking her questions on the drive home because she needed a minute. My mom used to make things up to shut me up. So that was fun. I, yeah. I have some stories there, but I don't know if Maybe we have next enough time. Month. Maybe next yeah. <laughs> um, And then lastly, just active, actively listen. Um, yeah. Actively listen to your colleagues, your, your staff members, your students, your, mm -hmm. uh, you know, parents, all that good stuff. You got this, guys. I don't know if anyone has a timer going to spring break, but it's like seven weeks maybe <laughs> hang in there we got it and we have a monday off february 20th sure do we do sure do i don't know who's counting but we are <laughs> <laughs> have a good day everyone see you next month